Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. One of the simplest yet hardest things in the Christian life is prayer. Join us today on the Scent Life podcast as we welcome Dr. Chuck Lawless, Vice President for Spiritual Formation here at Southeastern, and he's going to help continue a conversation we started last time about prayer and the Great Commission. Welcome to another episode of The Scent Life. We're so glad that you joined us. I am Greg Mathias. Uh, my co-host, uh, Scott Hildreth, uh, is off uh, doing other interviews and getting other podcasts ready for us. He will join me in the near future. But today, uh, I've really uh, been looking forward uh, to this conversation. You know, last week uh, on The Scent Life, uh, Scott and I talked about just the importance and the need for praying for missionaries. Uh, again, so I hope that that encouraged you. Uh, to our listeners that you are being prayed for wherever you're serving uh, around the world, uh, but also to our other listeners that perhaps maybe you've reached out and you've let missionaries know that you are praying for them. Prayer is such a vital piece of the mission. And so been looking forward to this follow-up conversation. This is kind of a part two, uh, continuing our conversation from last week. And I have with me today on the Scent Life podcast, Dr. Chuck Lawless. Uh, Chuck, I'm so glad you're with us. Uh, welcome, and thank you for joining us on the Scent Life podcast. Thank you, Greg. Glad to be with you. And so let me give you just a little bit of an introduction uh, to Dr. Lawless. If you don't know him, although I think his not only his name, but his reputation precedes him uh, in the best senses of uh, that word. Dr. Lawless is not only a friend, he is a colleague. Uh, we both work together at Southeastern uh, and in most circles, uh, he is my boss, so I'll be nice to him today uh, on the podcast. Uh, but he serves as a professor of evangelism and missions. He's also the dean of our doctoral studies. Uh, but I think for today's purposes, one of the uh, two of the most important hats that he wears, uh, one is at Southeastern. He's the vice president for spiritual formation and also our ministry centers. Uh, but as well, he works uh, with the International Mission Board. It's our the sending arm of the Southern Baptist Convention, and he is a team leader for theological education strategies. And so uh, with all those hats, uh, Chuck, I wanted to have you on as we continue our conversation on prayer, because I know that's a, a personal passion, but also a ministry passion of yours. And so uh, my question for you, just to get, jump us off uh, this week, is why why is it important that we pray? And I know that seems like a basic question, but honestly, sometimes it just feels like something we're supposed to do. But but why is it important that we pray, Chuck? It's a it's a great question. I, I see prayer as one of God's ordained means to be in relationship with Him. And so even as I talk about prayer, I I I in some ways define it as it is a cry for relationship with God and a confession of dependence on God. Mm. So it's it's both. On one hand, we're saying to God, God, I love you and I want to be in relationship with you. On the other hand, we're saying, God, I need you, so I come to you for that. And so as we pray, we're we're expressing our desire to be in relationship with God 
and admitting our great need for him. So we must pray if we really love him and need him. No, that's uh, that's really helpful and uh, such a vivid definition of prayer, these ideas of crying out for relationship, but then confessing our dependence. Now, uh, you, you've been in ministry f- for a number of years, and you, you've been in uh, various ministry roles uh, throughout your life. Uh, and I'm sure you could tell a lot of stories of the good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> within all that. But as you think about, as you've walked with Jesus, as you've, you've engaged in these different ministry roles, even using this definition you just laid out there, how, ha- how has kind of being involved in ministry uh, over the years, how has that kind of shaped uh, or pressed or maybe even um, pushed your prayer life? Uh, what does that look like in terms of ministry? You know, April 1 will be my 40th anniversary in full-time ministry. It's uh, Congrats. hard to believe. I I wish I could say, Greg, that I started out as a great prayer warrior, and I've been a great prayer warrior every day since then. That's simply simply not accurate. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly, my my church, my home church where I grew up, did what many churches do, and that is they they told us that we need to pray, but they didn't teach us how to do it. Mm -hmm. And and when all we do is tell people what to do but not teach them, we set them up for failure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I struggled knowing how to pray. I started pastoring full-time when I was 20 years old. Uh, I, was the, I was the youngest pastor in our association. Uh, my hair was shoulder length. I was, I was single, still working on my, on my undergrad degree, and I thought I was something. And when you, when you think you're something, you don't, you don't have to pray mm-hmm. as much, or it's just perfunctory praying. So what, what's really brought me in a different direction is, one, just going through the tough times of ministry— when I believe God puts you in a place where all you can do is pray. Mm. All you, and, and I don't mean that as a, as a last recourse. I mm. mean that God breaks us to the point that we really do cry out for him in, in relationship and, and need. Mm. And then, honestly, I've learned to pray from mentors whose hearts just beat with prayer. I listen to, to men that I that I respect deeply. I listen to them pray, and I see that prayer is just a part of their of who they are. It's their DNA. And so if I want to be godly like they are, then I want to pray like they do. Mm. And I I can't say that I've had a bunch of role models like that, but the two or three that I have had have been have been life-changing. And no. then then third the, the thing thing the third thing, Greg, is and you would know this. Uh, when you spend time on the field and you see the nations to be one and you see the overwhelming need, you know you've got to have God's help. And so that has, has led me to pray as well. No, those are, those are good. Uh, I, you know, one of the, uh, the negative parts of a podcast is there's not a visual, but, but peop, our listeners will carry around the visual of Chuck Lawless with uh, shoulder-length hair. Uh, I know I will. So. <laughs> um, I, I have a picture in my office, Greg. Come by sometime. I'll have to do that. I haven't <laughs> noticed that before, but I will. Um, no, it's not out public. I promise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Believe me. Believe me. Uh, I had some mullet days in my past, too. I, gotcha. um, I want to come back to that mentor piece a, a little bit later in our conversation, but uh, let me ask one follow-up question. Uh, you talked about this idea of uh, thinking that you know everything and being all that, but the Lord oftentimes brings you to a place of 
of really breaking or at least uh, really having to cry out uh, uh, for him. And so it, did that happen to you at some point in ministry or is that just kind of a slow thing that happened over the years? Yeah, I would say it's both. Uh, different things that happened over the years. Uh, honestly, I went through a broken engagement uh, and I offered my resignation to my church. I thought ministry was done because I had, I had uh, messed up my own life and the Lord brought me through that. Uh, but there was, a, there was a, a particular time in our, in our lives after Pam and I married that we met a missionary who actually challenged us to be broken under God's hand to be most useful to him. And we, we began to, to pray that prayer. And honestly, Greg, the Lord, the Lord did that. The Lord just brought us to the end of ourselves, moved us out of, out of a, a very comfortable ministry that ultimately led us back to seminary for PhD work. Um, brought us to the place where we had to ask for help to pay our bills. Uh, it didn't last long, but we'd never been there before. We'd always been the givers. We'd always been the leaders. Mm. And to be the people in need and the wow. people asking for help was just tough. But mm. the Lord took us there to remind us that we need him more than he needs us. Wow. No, that's thank you for sharing that. No, that's, that's helpful for our listeners out there. Perhaps you're in a season right now. Uh, where uh, even as uh, Chuck said that you're used to being the one giving or leading out, but perhaps you're on the receiving end of some of those things. And uh, that can be a difficult place, but maybe the Lord uh, is breaking you, uh, not because he delights in breaking people, but because he delights in his children and perhaps he's remolding and reshaping you. And so I hope you're encouraged by that. Um, uh, let me ask you, you mentioned this missionary that challenged you and Pam. And so uh, help us out. Uh, you know, the Scent Life podcast, we're focusing on kind of God's mission uh, among the nations, among all peoples. And so connect for us uh, the, the place or the role of prayer and the Great Commission. How do those two connect? One of the, one of the simplest ways to connect the two is to look at Scripture's teaching about lostness so that uh, Paul says in Ephesians 2 that prior to knowing Christ, we follow the prince of the power of the air. In 2 Corinthians 4, he says we're blinded by the God of this, of this age. Uh, Colossians 1 says we lived in the domain of darkness. Uh, 2 Timothy 2 says that we were caught in the devil's trap. Uh, Acts 26, uh, we were under the enemy's power, living in darkness. And so Paul paints this recurrent picture of we're caught in the devil's snare, and so the people we're called to reach are in the enemy's kingdom. Mm. So that ought to lead us to pray first, but then we look at Ephesians 6 and Colossians 4, where Paul, the apostle extraordinaire, says, would you pray for me mm. that I will speak the gospel boldly? Uh, that's Ephesians 6, and then in, in Colossians 4, he says, would you pray that I'll speak the gospel clearly? And that God will open up a door, that God will give me opportunities. And so when I look at the, the degree of lostness, people held in the devil's trap, mm. and Paul's honest request, please pray for me that I'll speak the gospel boldly, clearly, and not miss open doors. But it seems to me, Greg, if, if the Apostle Paul needed prayer to be evangelistic and to do the work of the Great Commission, we probably do too. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, lightly, yeah. We, we must pray for our brother and sister missionaries. We have to pray for each other. God, we recognize lostness. 
give us boldness and clarity to, to speak. No, that's good. That's really helpful. And uh, we're, we're going to take a, a brief break. But when we come back, uh, the question that I want you to kind of help us out with, Chuck, is uh, kind of digging deeper into the connection of prayer and the Great Commission. Uh, you know as well as I do in terms of your travels and connection with missionaries that uh, one of the areas I hear probably more consistently than any other area as an area of struggle for many of our missionaries uh, is within their prayer lives. And so I want to explore that just a bit when we come back from break. Thank you for listening to the Scent Life podcast. Uh, I hope you're encouraged today in your prayer life uh, by Dr. Chuck Lawless. And I want to let you know uh, that we would love to have you come and study uh, with men and women like Dr. Chuck Lawless. We have a whole host of degrees, but I want to focus today on our advanced degrees. If right now you are in the midst of ministry, whatever that ministry looks like, and you want to be trained and equipped to go deeper, uh, and to uh, expand and extend your ministry, I would encourage you to check out Southeastern and our advanced degrees. You can go to www.sebts.edu under our advanced degrees, and we have PhDs that you can tackle. We've got Doctor of Ministries. We've got the EDD, the Education Doctorate as well. All of these are designed so that you can continue to minister in your context. You can connect with men and women like Dr. Chuck Lawless and others, and you can be equipped for a lifetime of deep ministry. So go to www.sebts.edu, and we'd love to welcome you into one of our advanced degrees. So we're back uh, with Dr. Chuck Lawless. We've been talking about prayer. And before the break, uh, we were talking about the connection between prayer and the Great Commission. And so I want to dig in just a bit deeper. Uh, again, oftentimes over the years, as I interact with either our students or it's missionaries on the field or church planters even here, and I know you do as well, Chuck, one of the recurring themes of, of struggle for many of our, our uh, ministers, church planters, missionaries, and perhaps some of our listeners, is within their the area of their prayer life. So why why do you think that is? Why is that such a struggle for many of our men and women, really on the front lines of ministry? I think there are multiple reasons. One that I've actually spoken of already on this podcast, and that is that we we send out folks who haven't been discipled as much as we would want them to be discipled. Uh, churches send them, but that doesn't mean that churches have always taught them how to pray. Uh, now, we obviously vet folks that we send out. We want to make sure they're walking with the Lord, but all of us, all of us could use more training in, in prayer. And so on one hand, we send some folks out who aren't as, as prepared as you might want them to be prepared, and particularly in praying. Uh, a, second, a second issue is I think most missionaries, I know when they get on the ground, uh, and they're completely overwhelmed, and they don't understand a single word, and they don't know what they're ordering at the restaurant, and uh, it's just it's just almost frightening in some cases. I th I think prayer is a part of who they are, and it's it's in some ways a prayer for survival. 
but the the more you get um, comfortable with the language, with the culture, with the people, the more you get experience on the field. It's the same for all of us. Young in ministry, we seek the Lord's help. Later in ministry, when we have experience and training and some mm. knowledge, uh, we're less inclined to, to seek God's God's help. Wow. Yeah, it should just be almost the opposite. Well, really, you don't want any season of ministry where you don't seek the Lord's help, but it's interesting. I guess the more confident and comfortable we get, oftentimes we rely on ourselves. So Yeah, that's right. And, and there's one other reason that comes to mind, and that is that missionaries by nature, they're a tough breed. That's right. Uh, we send them because they're committed to the Lord. They're, they're, they want to be growing in the Lord. They're willing to go anywhere and do anything. Hmm. And when, you are, when you're tough like that, it's again easier to be self-dependent. And when you're self-dependent, prayer is less a part of your life. Hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think a part of that too, we, we talked about on a, our previous, a previous podcast, just the importance of regularly praying for our missionaries. And so I want to encourage uh, our listeners, maybe uh, you're uh, a churchman or church woman, maybe you're a church planter or a pastor, uh, whoever, a business person, whoever you might be uh, right now, uh, maybe just take a moment and pray for uh, those that have been sent from your local churches, uh, whether it's across the country, or around the world, because uh, pray that our our ministers, our church planters, our missionaries, our revitalizers, all of them would be dependent on the Lord. So, so let me ask you this, Chuck. With that, uh, and, and I think those are helpful things. Uh, maybe I'll wrap this, these two things together. How do you begin to combat that? Maybe for uh, you know, we have missionaries that listen to this podcast. So how did they begin to combat kind of prayerlessness or, or perhaps struggle in the prayer area? And then with that, uh, maybe not only how do you combat that, how do you begin to build kind of a, a persevering prayer life, kind of wrapping those together? Yeah, you know, we would hope that uh, we would go to bed one night and say, Lord, make me a prayer warrior. We'd awaken the next morning and and we're the best prayer warrior God has ever raised up. It's yeah. not that easy. I, I think what we have to do, Greg, is we have to think in terms of in order to get prayer into our DNA, we have to build prayer into our habits. Mm. And so, so there is some sense early on that, that says, all right, for me to be a godly follower of Christ, I need to be obedient. And if I'm going to be obedient to him, that means I need to pray without ceasing, which means I have to build prayer into my life simply to be where God wants me to be. And so we begin to build that into our life. And, and I would argue, Greg, I, I teach often, find your 10-minute segments during a day, 10 minutes when uh, you might... Uh, you might go chase social media or Netflix or something else. Find your 10-minute breaks and use 10 minutes just to pray. It may be 10 more minutes than you prayed in several days, uh, but, it's, but it's a starting point. And, and then I would say we need to commit ourselves to pray with somebody every day. Hmm. Um, our spouse in particular, uh, our children, uh, somebody in our workplace, uh, a church member, if we commit ourselves to pray with somebody every day, even if it's a brief prayer, we're building prayer into our routine. 
And when we build prayer into our routine and hold ourselves accountable to someone with whom we're praying, and we see God's, God's answers to our prayers, we're much more likely to become persevering in, in prayer. No, that's helpful. Uh, I love the 10-minute segments. Uh, that's a really helpful uh, starting point and building block, and then the accountability of praying with someone else. All right, last question. Uh, so with all of that, you mentioned earlier this idea of you've had a, a few key kind of prayer mentors uh, in your life. Uh, do you have any thoughts for our listeners, uh, perhaps how, how might they go about cultivating a prayer mentor, or, or are there any other specific resources or tools that you might recommend to help in this particular area? I, I would say, first of all, listen, listen to people as they pray. Uh, sometimes you listen to people as they pray, and they pray the same prayer every time, every, the same words every time. And you, and you begin to wonder, is this habit or is this life? Mm. Um, but there are others, you just get a sense of, wow, when he prays, when she prays, that's genuine. It's heartfelt. It's deep. Mm. Uh, it's God-honoring. When you when you hear folks like that, I think it's worth saying, could I go to lunch with you and you teach me a little bit about how to pray? And, and what's interesting, Greg, is the people who do it that way will usually say, you know what, I really don't pray like I should. Mm. Uh, because the greatest prayer warriors I know want to pray even better. Mm. And they never they never settle. Yeah. But if you can get just a couple of truths from somebody, how do you do this? When do you do this? My One of my pastoral mentors, Tom Elif, um, the most praying man I know, and I highly recommend his book, A Passion for Prayer. Yeah. I recommend it because I know the man, because I know he lives what he writes. Mm. Uh, but Tom and his, his wife pray every day for mm every one of their kids, their grandkids, their great grandkids by name. And I'm talking dozens. Wow. Um, they set aside time every day to do that. Pam and, and I, we're on the prayer list. They pray for us every day. When I, when I hear that, uh, then I want to, I want to pray more. I watch God work through his life and I see the power of God in his life. And I, I long for that. And mm -hmm. so I want to learn to pray at, at the feet of people like that. So listen, talk to people. Don't be afraid to ask for, would you, would you teach me something about how to pray? No, that's good. That's helpful. I'm sure listeners are encouraged by that. Um, uh, Chuck, I think we'd be remiss if uh, we ended our time and didn't pray. And so mm -hmm. I'd like to ask you, could you briefly pray for our listeners uh, as we end out our time together today? Sure. Father, we thank you, God, for the opportunity to talk about you, about your goodness, about this, this means you gave us to be in relationship with you through prayer. And Father, we confess to you that uh, we need you to continue to teach us to pray. Lord, I pray that you would put people in our lives who model prayer in such a way that we would long to walk in their footsteps. I pray, God, that you would move each of us one step at a time, one choice at a time, 10 minutes at a time, where we pray just a little bit more today than we did yesterday. And God, grant us somebody every day to pray with. Help us not to miss those open doors. And God, challenge us to pray for missionaries that we send. Father, forgive us when we send them and don't pray for them. 
when we send them into the darkest parts of the world, risky places, and we don't cover them in prayer. Help our churches to do better than that. Father, for each of us listening, for, for Greg, for myself, Lord, teach us, teach us to pray for your glory. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chuck. It's been a real uh, helpful time and I'm sure an encouragement to our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. As always, thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Scent Life podcast. We do hope that it's not only enjoyable, but it's a helpful resource for you and others. Let us know what you think. We'd love to uh, have you write us a review uh, to send the link to other people and please continue uh, to listen to the Scent Life podcast. 